Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you can play our free FanDuel game diced. And a friendly reminder, make sure to tune in to our radio show on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday night. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Marianne Lee. Woohoo! Week 16 is in the books. Week 17 championships. These are tough ones. These are tough ones. I don't have one this week, ladies. Do you, do either of you? Nope. No. I think I a don't. lot of people have smart, smartened up before doing the championship in week 17th. If you haven't before your draft, suggest the idea that maybe our championship <laughs> should be in week 16. Because it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Uh, there are three teams that have nothing to play for, and that is the Dallas Cowboys, Pittsburgh Steelers, and New York Giants. And what I mean, nothing to play for. It doesn't matter how the roll dice, like how it goes down. They're the position that they're going to be going into the playoffs. So we'll talk about that more in detail and how that's going to affect your fantasy roster um, this weekend. But there are a few teams that might be playing their stars, but only for like a half, maybe a quarter. So that, yep. that might be affect your team as well. So, you know, not all of them are going to be who, who's what's the game. That's like balls to the green Bay, the green boy, Detroit game, that game, yeah. that one's legit because they're both fighting for something. So all of the starters are going to play. Just pray to God the Packers don't get too far ahead where they sit, sit the Packers because that would make me very sad. Very sad. <laughs> well, all of the games are on Sunday. We have college football going on this week. I don't know if anybody's watching it. I know I had to watch some of it today. So all of it is on Sunday. We will start off with the Baltimore Ravens at the Cincinnati Bengals. All right, the Ravens have already been eliminated, so they have nothing to play for. Uh, but Steve Smith said on Sunday, <laughs> tears, the constant tear emoji, Brandon, is that is that okay for right now? Sobbing. Uh, sobbing. Okay. This would be his last <laughs> NFL game this week. Uh, we love you, Triple S. We love you. Really, uh, sad. But I, really sad. But I expect him to have a really good game this week. I think they're going to target him a lot. I have him ranked in the top 20. Um, he's had a touchdown in each of his last two games. And although this is a tough matchup, which I think it is. I, I do think he's going to see 10 to 12 targets at least this week. So I'm I'm good to go with him. Justin Tucker, man, tied for the most fantasy points for kickers this year. 10, 50-plus field goals. 14, 40 to 49-yard yeah. field goals. That's the top kicker in both of those categories. Oh, I mean, if Baltimore was worth anything, he would have been number one for sure. I mean, he but he only had... 26 extra points. So some people had like 40. Do you see the difference here? Oh yeah. Baltimore mm -hmm. can't score a touchdown. Uh, also, the people have actually joked and not joked about him actually should be the M MVP for his team. Or, yeah. His team. And that if they would have made it to playoffs that like literally he should be considered. Yeah. Like I think that's interesting. Made it to the playoffs and then they went, won the Super Bowl. Justin Tucker wins the MVP award. He should. Well, he's scoring all the points. They're not scoring any touchdowns. And he's so funny. 
He's like an arrogant kicker, and I just love nothing more than that. I just and an like opera oh, so and an opera singer. It was just so much, so good. Cheers to him. Um, the Ravens defense we have him ranked number ten, and then the best matchup for the Ravens actually is that tight end position. So in week seventeen, I am saying you can start Pitta if you need to. Play at your own risk, obviously. It's a very scary thing because you know how I feel about Pitta. I make fun of him every week. But Cincinnati gives up the fourth most fantasy points to tight ends. Pitta saw 11 targets last week, so it could it could end up well for him. And I can't encourage you to start any other Raven. Sorry, Dixon and West are still splitting time, and both are just doing enough for their team, not for your fantasy team. As always, I like Dixon more than West, but yikes. Yikes. Ashley, how about the Bengals? So Tyler Eifert was placed on IR. This is so sad for Eifert owners that waited all season for him to come. Played for a few weeks, and now he is out again. Uh, so just a bit of an update. Make sure you clean up your lineups so that you don't have him in. Uh, Brandon LaFell, he actually has had a few good games. So he caught six passes. He was targeted 10 times for 130 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Baltimore does get the ninth most fantasy points wide receivers. And with A.J. Green um, not going to play this week, he's another good person that you should be looking at. If that takes us to A.J. Green, who was questionable last week, then he said that he could play, but then he was not cleared to play. Sources say that the ownership decided to hold him out. Uh, he would become the second wide receiver in the Bengals' history to have had uh, – over a thousand yards in his first six seasons. But with that, they are even still holding him out because they really want to make sure this hamstring is fully healthy. So you don't have AJ Green. I'm so sorry. That's but really sad. Mm -hmm. He's he's really sure. close. He's really sure. close to that. He only needs 36 yards. 36. And they said they're definitely not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they're gonna like bring him in for like a play. They okay. said that he will not play in week 17. Mm, so sad. If he does play, which again they've saying they won't expect uh, thirty six expect yeah, thirty six yeah, right. yards for him to leave. <laughs> so unless you're cool with three point six points, no, playing no you're right. They said he's ruled no, out. That AJ's sucks. ruled out. I don't know. I, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I just I'm just living in a dream state. I know Week it's a rough one. Happen. Well, and then we've got Jeremy Hill who got hurt last week. He's got a knee injury. Um, we're not exactly sure whether he's going to play or not. He didn't have a great week. Rex Burkhead uh, came in for him. He had 12 rush attempts for 42 yards and then 28 yards in the air. Got to be pretty desperate to put Rex Burkhead in. But you may own Jeremy Hill, and you may need to handcuff yourself. So if Rex Burkhead is still out there, go pick him up right now because we still do not know whether or not Jeremy Hill will play this week. So. That's right. I mean, if you have five wide receivers on your roster and you're only drop able one. to play three, drop them and get the mm -hmm. backup to some of these teams that come game day might say limited snaps, not playing. Ends up the season's over. Ends up the season's over. Yeah. <laughs> this You don't care. If, it's, if they're not playing them, get rid of them and go ahead and get your handcuff up. I, you should just drop Le'Veon Bell to be funny. Well... Not if you're in like dynasty. Well, of course, of course. But if you're playing a week 17 championship in a, in a regular redraft, just be funny sure. and drop Le'Veon Bell and be like, I can do that. <laughs> I don't need you. Yeah. I don't need you. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, he's not. He's also not playing this week, you yeah, guys. Exactly. Just so you know, we'll get there later. But yeah, Le'Veon Bell is not playing this week. So yeah, that's the joke. That's the joke. Drop, Drop him. Le'Veon Drop Bell. him. Drop him. Let's do it. Pick up uh, Kenneth Dixon, huh? No, Alfred Blue. Alfred Blue. Alfred, Alfred Blue. Blue. All right. Well, let's get into Houston, Texas, and the Tennessee Titans. We'll get right into it. Because my entire update, pretty much this entire week, is basically telling you which players are probably not going to play this week. <laughs> and Lamar Miller very well might be another one of those. He has a hurt ankle. Uh, he said he's not sure if he will play in Week 17, even though he says he does feel better. Uh, but since the team has already solidified their playoff spot, they probably aren't going to risk playing Lamar Miller because they need him to be healthy. They don't want this to become a long-term injury, so there's a good chance that he will also not play. He did not practice Wednesday, which is not a good sign for you. There's a few more days for us to feel this out, but my gut is telling me Lamar Miller is not going to play. So Lamar Miller owners, make sure that you are watching this. Um, Tom Savage will be the starting quarterback again in Week 17. It actually is a good matchup. Tennessee's at the third most points of uh, third most fantasy points in quarterbacks, you're not playing Tom Savage unless you're Courtney, who is in a two-quarterback league. But oh, I lost to Ashley. Congratulations, mm -hmm. Thank Ashley. You. Thank you. Oh, I'm gonna say, did anyone win this week? She destroyed me. She yep. took me, she took me down, rolled me over, packaged me up, threw me, threw me in a pond. It was well, you bad. Did that, that misfit team. That was my misfit. misfits were misfits. That's right. Mm -hmm. They did. They did me just fine. But I lost. I lost blog talk that, that I was. I lost blog talk, which I was a number one in all season. No, I lost yeah. Sirius XM that I was number one in all season. Ugh, That's how it works. So I hate. Bad. I hate going in number one in the playoffs. You never win. It's the worst. It is the worst. The I did worst. that in one league. No, actually, I was number one in two leagues in one of them. The two leagues that I won, I was number one in. But I was number one, like with a. a not undefeated record. You know what I'm saying? Like, or like not yeah. like, I think I lost like four games, but everyone else lost like five to 10 or whatever. But yeah, I think that makes a difference too. I think when you just dominated, you just pull a Patriots at the end. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah full domination. And yeah, the, I did that in a league too, actually the one that I was like full domination in. Yeah. I lost that one too. And I got just spanked. Wasn't even funny. My team did yeah. fine, but his team just did outrageous. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I still he scored had, 152 yeah. points, but he had Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson and somebody else that like just destroyed his like game yeah. over at that point. But I lost both my championships, and both you and the guy I lost to in Sirius XM had 177 points. Oh, oh both no. of you guys oh. had 177 points. It's well, not my lucky number. Courtney's husband beat my husband by one point and <laughs> so, it was yeah. not it was a very unpleasant moment because all <laughs> ezekiel Elliott needed to do was just get 12 more yards and of course he scores a touchdown and it's in like beginning of the third quarter and tim's like i have it oh my gosh and i was like i told you i told because he was nervous the whole first I night you, I told you. because because <laughs> ezekiel Elliott, there's news reports that uh, He's only going to play. They, like they the may rest him, and I'm like, they're not yeah. going to rest Ezekiel Elliott. They're not going to rest him. Dak's only been playing okay. They need to get this offense still, you know, flowing and grooving. And and 
And so then he went and looked and he sees that Courtney's husband picked up both of the handcuffs and he's like lost his mind. And I was like, that's just good <laughs> roster management, honey. That's just good <laughs> roster management. And he's like, well, you think that because I live with you that you would tell me to do it. And I was like, I am here at your family functions. I wasn't really concerned about your fantasy team. <laughs> and then it was just like, we're like, okay, agree or disagree. But then, of course, I'm like, you got this, you got this. And then they pull him and they put McFadden in, who goes off for the very next play for 12 yards. Like, that's all I need. That was all, that's the only play I needed. <laughs> that's the only play I needed. I would have won. And he, and he lost. He lost. Uh, I but had they to didn't tell pull you. him because they were, it was because they started killing him. They were ahead. Like, what? That's why they were just I know. They were ahead. They didn't need to continue to play. Yeah. Yeah, Tim's like my husband. Both of our husbands are named Tim. My husband was like, I just I need either Dallas's defense to score another point, or for them to stop them here at the first down, so they you know, or on third down, so they have to punt the ball and give it back to Dallas. And uh, sure enough, that's what kept happening. So, and then one the last series that he played, he didn't touch the ball. Yep. Right. That Dak just kept throwing the ball that last series that Ezekiel Elliott was in, even on the two yard line, he threw the ball. So yeah, no, it was yeah, it was I'm sure a very tense house for you. It was a very tense house for me. Uh, so, <laughs> but that was but, our family. Like, anyways, we got dove into that, but it was more exciting than the Houston Texans. But that was just week sixteen. This is why week seventeen championships are awful yeah. <laughs> um anyway tom savage like i said you're not playing him unless you're a two quarterback league but it is a good week for him but i do not want you playing anybody on this team other than potentially alfred blue that brandon mentioned he uh, more than likely is i don't think lamar miller would play it will be alfred blue who did well he rushed for 73 yards and he had a touchdown uh so and tennessee while giving the fourth fewest fantasy points to running backs all this offense has is running so alfred blue should do okay you gotta be pretty desperate to plug in an alfred blue in your championship game um but if you've got players like Le'Veon bell who's not going to play and you didn't handcuff yourself and now you're desperate alfred blue is someone who is out there that you can go grab so th this is when you need a little couple desperate plays so alfred blue would be that guy I do have to say that DeAndre Hopkins did not produce, as I said, that he would. Um, that was disappointing. So clearly the, mm -hmm. the change to Savage has not helped this yeah, season surprising. out. Yeah, not surprising at all. Yeah, I usually, I've been good with my predictions on him. But you mean Tom Savage isn't the savior for the Houston Texans? But Brandon, they didn't need a savior. They've been dealing with mediocre quarterbacks for decades. They just, decade they just needed something. That wasn't Brock, and I guess that wasn't it. So do not play DeAndre Hopkins. Don't do it. We'll get to Tennessee. So, again, I am just a plethora of bad news. Marcus Mariota fractured his fibula. Uh, so he had to undergo surgery. He is obviously on IR. He's not playing the rest of the season. He was a top 10 quarterback, so a lot of you do own him out there. So right now you are probably looking for somebody else that you need to be playing. Um, I don't think Mike Castle's the guy for you. We'll give you hopefully a few <laughs> other options. <laughs> Because I cannot, in any good faith, tell you to play Matt Castle. In Matt Castle, team. the best backup quarterback ever. I mean, so sub. I mean, he's thirteen of twenty-four for one hundred twenty-four yards and a touchdown and one interception. So if that's good enough for you, and you don't feel like winning your championship, go ahead and play him. Go ahead and do it. But um, you're not doing that. He has. He was interesting though. Is that he was named the starter this week. But Malarkey will not commit that he will be the only quarterback playing. 
There's also Alex Tandy. <laughs> so you could even go get him, and he mm. may not even be the actual quarterback who's going to play the whole time. So anyway, don't do that. They probably Martin want to Murray. see what they have. Yeah. Yeah. So they may do a little, like one half, one half. So we'll see. Uh, DeMarco Murray was not fantastic for you last week. I apologize, but you're playing DeMarco Murray. He's gotten you here. You're playing him no matter what. You're also playing Richard Matthews because he's been fantastic for weeks and weeks and weeks now. You're playing him. Not a great matchup, but again, Richard Matthews, he should be able to do fine. He's consistent. Uh, he's consistent. Yeah, he still was able. He had only 31 yards, but he did have a touchdown. He's someone that is usually targeted. He can find his way into the end zone most games, so he's someone that you can still play. Delaney Walker, he only had three catches for 23 yards. It was not a great game. Uh, I don't love him this week. He only had three points the last time they played, and Houston is up the third fewest fantasy points to tight end. So the fact that it's Matt Castle, who you would think would be leaning on a tight end, he very well might it's a dicey situation. So I don't love that. Uh, and I don't really particularly love the Derrick Henry situation. He's been, this production has gone down and Tajay Sharp is also not someone that I want you to play this week. All right. We're going to take a quick break right now. We'll be back with the Panthers and the Buccaneers. Oh, the Carolina Panthers. Mm. Mm. Mm, Devin Funchess, he decided... He wasn't going to play anymore, and uh, Calvin Benjamin decided he was going to show up for the first time this year. That was nice. So we have the Panthers against the Buccaneers. Buccaneers, Buccaneers. I needed 30 more points out of you, Mike Evans. Gosh darn it. All right, for the Panthers, <laughs> keep an eye on Cam Newton's injury, you guys. He was limited in practice on Wednesday, and since they have been eliminated already, he may not play, and if he does play, he might be limited. So maybe not play the whole game. I do I, I, I don't love him this week with that offensive line as bad as they are. You know, it's not the best thing to be putting in your star quarterback like at Cam Newton when there's no reason to do it, you know. Um, they might blame for a little bit, but it is going to be dicey. So keep an eye on what's going on with him throughout the week and what the Panthers are discussing. Jonathan Stewart did not practice on Wednesday and missed the whole fourth quarter with the foot injury that he had at the beginning of the season. At this point, we don't know if he's going to play or not. So this whole team, basically, you just have to watch for. Um, yet another guy you will need to find a backup for. This is a great matchup. So Fozzie Whitaker is the guy behind him, although Mike Tolbert tends to run in for a two-yard touchdown here and there. Fozzie Whitaker is the main back. Greg Olson is also questionable and did not practice on Wednesday. Olson is for sure not fighting for a job in Carolina, so he might be limited in his play as well. Greg Olson is the second-highest-scoring tight end this far, thus far, which is surprising since he kind of screwed us all over the last end of the, of the year. Um, but, yeah, this is tough, guys. No Carolina defense. Tampa Bay is actually playing for something. So I'm not loving the Carolina Panthers uh, defense this week. Ashley, the Bucks. So Cameron Bray was also put on IR because this is all I talk about is all the players that are out. Uh, they are on IR, back injury. So that is incredibly unfortunate. He was our go-to tight end all season long. So – that is very, very unfortunate. Now, Mike Evans is still a must-start for this team and my only absolute must-start. He had uh, seven catches for 97 yards and a touchdown, and he's got a fantastic matchup this week as Carolina has given up the eighth most fantasy points to wide receivers. I think he'll be able to have another great game, and they're going to need to lean on him as we've got an interesting running back situation on our hands. Doug Martin, uh, he did not play last week. He was held out, according to uh, – 
head coach Cooter or Cutter, excuse me, that was a decision for that day, which now we know really is because he actually violated the league's performance enhancement drugs. Uh, and he's now going to have a four game suspension. He has been left immediately to go to rehab. He was notified last week. They were just basically keeping it hush hush to fin finalize the details. Uh, again, the suspension is starting immediately. And um, it's a really sad situation. So does four games count playoffs? Yes, if they made the playoffs. Okay. okay, so if they make the playoffs and they continue to go on the playoffs, he can still play game one next season, possibly. If they make it to the Super Bowl. Well, don't you be Debbie Downer over there, Miss Brandon Marianne. Lee. I mean, odds are not in their favor. I mean, it could, I, sure. Thank you. Okay. The answer is yes. But we're looking at possible missing games for next season. Because we're looking at yes. 17 wild card. Um, after division. the wild card. Division. I mean, not division. No. No. Uh, yeah. What do they call it? Conference? Okay. And then conference. division? Yes, conference. No, no, and division then doesn't count. The just the Why conference. Why are we even talking None. this far? I'm so gonna, tired. I'm sorry. They're not going to get that far. Yeah, not gonna get it, that far. It's not. Yeah. Best of luck. Godspeed. We're looking at a two game next year, potentially, maybe, you know, so probably three, probably three, if we're being sad. realistic, but it is really sad. So it was even more interesting is that Charles Sims was placed on IR on Wednesday, um, which leaves us basically Jack Wiz Rogers, who had a good game, 63 yards and a touchdown. He did well during the season. Caroline gives up the 10th fewest fantasy points to running backs. So it's not the best matchup. So this is going to be a game, matchup in the air. Uh, and to Mike Evans, Jameis Winston has a decent matchup. Kind of gives up the 14th most points. Uh, you know, again, he's somebody that you, if you have to play, you can play him. If, if you, maybe you have a Mariota situation on your hands, it's not horrible. I mean, he did get 277 yards and two touchdowns. He's generally only good. He caps out right about 16 points, but if you're desperate, it at least is a decent matchup for him this week. And the fact that we have virtually no running game, he will be throwing the entire game. So, Boom. Oh, the Cleveland Browns at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hot, 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 hot. Hot, hot, hot. They won a game. It was a Christmas Woo! miracle. Way to go, Cleveland. I'm and guess what? Stop. They still get the first pick because San Francisco won too. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So um, they're definitely <laughs> not going to be in the playoffs. Uh, RG3 is in concussion protocol. I doubt he's going to play. Did not practice on Wednesday. That would be Cody Kessler time again. Cody Kessler has one good game all season, you guys. Go check the game log. I don't want to talk to you about Cody Kessler, okay? Everyone on this team needs to play like they are fighting for their job because they are. Uh, the Steelers are going to rest a lot of their starters. We're going to talk about more of that later. So many of the Browns are going to feel like this is a good time time to strut their stuff. We know about the big people on offense that they're going to set, but you know that they're probably going to cycle out some of the defensive starters as well because they need to, you know, have them for the playoffs and they don't have anything on the line. I'm especially intrigued by Isaiah Crowell. Last week, he ran in for two touchdowns. Three weeks ago, he went for over 100 rushing yards. Over the season, the Steelers have given up the seventh most points to opposing running backs. And none of their receivers, the Browns receivers, have scored over four fantasy points since their week 13 bye. RG3. 
My only caveat to all of this is that also uh, Duke Johnson uh, has been dealing with a thumb and ankle injury, did not practice on Wednesday. He had a little bit of a resurgence there, but I'm worried. As far as the Pittsburgh Steelers are concerned, the Steelers are locked into the number three seed for the AFC, and they will sit a lot of starters for sure. Big Ben, Le'Veon Bell, and Antonio Brown, probably Ladarius Green, even if he gets cleared to play. I don't know why they would start him. Landry Jones is on this list uh, of uh, starters. That's right. Because they play Cleveland. It's still Cleveland, yep. everybody. So uh, during the preseason, he completed 41 of his 57 aimed throws for 401 yards, two touchdowns, and four interceptions. He's not He's not on the list of people to be sat. He's playing, right? You're saying. Right. He's playing. Yeah, yes. yeah. So he's, okay, okay. It's like, but you have to consider I was like, what? They're, benchy, they're resting <laughs> Landry <laughs> Jones. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? They really don't care about this game, Courtney. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're, they're not even, even showing up. Yeah. yeah. They're just like, whatever. Forfeit. Actually, they should. They should just forfeit. Um, listen, the Browns gave up an average of 2.2 passing yards per game to opposing quarterbacks, which is the most in the league. He might also get four interceptions, but he could get you those two to three touchdowns. So, something to think about. A lot of issues this week at quarterback. A lot of issues. Lots. Uh, also, on DraftKings, D'Angelo Williams is the same price as Spencer Ware. I think you guys are forgetting. D'Angelo Williams has been dealing with injuries all season, you guys. If you're going to own anybody, I'd actually own Fitzgerald Toussaint because, actually, the Steelers want to have D'Angelo Williams for the playoffs just in case. Absolutely. So based off of the injury history, I actually think Fitzgerald Toussaint is the better play this week. I mean, obviously, watch the news. Week 17 is always the hardest in fantasy because it's wild and people are sad. People go up and down the depth chart. So I can't say for sure right now, but I will tell you that the Browns' run defense gives up an average of 127.4 rushing yards per game to opposing running backs. That's the second most in the league, only behind San Francisco, which is just a fire of sadness. Mm -hmm. um, and you know what? There you go. Fitzgerald Toussaint. You can get him right now off your waiver wire. Bet you 100 to 1. Cleveland Browns also have allowed 18 receiving touchdowns to opposing wide receivers, which is the ab which is the fifth most in the league, I should say. I'm so sorry. Uh, Eli Rogers has come alive over the last few weeks. If they're sitting Antonio Brown, he's probably one of the best starts at wide receiver that you also may be able to get off of your waiver wire as well. Um, he's moved up and down the depth charts. So, uh, you know, during the offseason, I think he actually did work with Landry Jones. So this is a pretty good situation. And then Kobe Hamilton is a super, super deep lead decision uh, for people that are desperate for wide receivers. All right, let's get to another team that is benching people. Dallas Cowboys against the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, so the Cowboys are the number one seed no matter what, so this is going to be a really boring quick little write-up here. Um, they are going to start everyone who's a starter so that probably they can have consecutive starts, right? Then they're going to sit them. Okay, yeah. it's over. So, I mean, they're they're acting coy, but that's ridiculous. Mark Sanchez is probably going to be the guy that's going to be in instead of Tony Romo behind Dak Prescott. Uh, I don't feel good about starting any of the Cowboys. You could take a flyer on garbage time like Bryce Butler or Terrence Williams uh, in, you know, really, really deep leads because I don't think they're going to you – know, Des Bryant's been going in and off and on that injury report all season. There's no reason to have him out there. I wouldn't and be surprised. And the fact that he had such a good game last week with Dak proves that they can do it. 
they don't think they need another game of reinsurance. Yeah. Yeah. So I think good. they feel good. I wouldn't be surprised though, if they let Elliot run in one touchdown and then go, and that might be good enough for you. I think I would still start Ezekiel Elliott actually, believe it or not. Um, I'm not touching Dak. I'm not touching Dez or Witten. Um, not with a 10 foot pole and left tackle. That's because left tackle Tyron Smith is going to be out. That's not good. Good. All right. The Eagles, Ryan Matthews is placed on IR with a herniated disc in his neck. He will need Ugh. surgery. Scary. Uh, Ryan Matthews is my, one of my misfits. Duke Johnson, you mentioned they got injured was one of my misfits. Uh, all of them mm. started losing everything. Um, the, the Eagles have already put Wendell Smallwood and Con, um, Kenjon, Ken, Kenyon. How do you say that name? Brandon. Ken John Barner on IR. We're just going to go with that. Barner on IR. <laughs> okay. um, that leaves Sorry, Darren Sproles and Byron Marshall, um, who have only seen nine attempts. Bram Marshall, that is, has only seen nine attempts all season, and that came in week 15 in total. So um, kind of scary. The Cowboys give up the second fewest fantasy points to running backs as well. So that's a really risky play to play in your championship with that Marshall dude. I still like Sproles, though, especially in PPR. Um, he's definitely a viable option there. Um, and I think he will be getting the majority of the work. They'll use Marshall for sure, but I think Sproles will be the guy. Zach Ertz struggled last week against the Giants, but this is a great matchup for him. With Matthews out, they need to use Ertz more. So... Dallas gives up the seventh most fantasy points to tight ends. We have him ranked number six, and I think you should just go ahead and play him. Jordan Matthews has not been good. He's one of those guys that you think is good, and then you actually look at his numbers, and you're like, whoa, you've been really bad all season. But he sees the target, so you think he's getting stuff because you, if you don't own him, you think he's getting it. But he's right. probably available on your waiver wire. And I'm saying I do not like him unless you're in a PPR league. I'd say do not pick him up and play him. Um, he's listed as questionable as, as well and did not practice on Wednesday. I think he's good to go, but ugh, yikes. Caleb Sturgis, fifth highest fantasy kicker thus far. It's a surprise. And the Eagles defense, we have them ranked number 12, so they're right there on the cuff. Carson Wentz hasn't had over 15 fantasy points in the last four weeks, and neither has a quarterback against Dallas So in the last four weeks. So do not you know, shoot for, for all your hopes and dreams within Carson Wentz. It's not going to happen. Buffalo Bills, the New York Jets, the Bills, oh, both sexy Rexy and his sexy brother Rob were fired on Tuesday. So sad. Hot, hot, hot. So sad. I don't like. And and <laughs> if you haven't checked out the videos, you gotta check out the videos. Rex drives this obnoxious truck that has like Buffalo Bills like special artwork all the way down inside on top everywhere. So he had to like leave after getting fired in his big Buffalo Bills truck. Really sad. <laughs> really sad. <laughs> but funny all at the same time. Um but with those firings, they are going to be going with EJ Manuel as the starting quarterback this week instead of Tyrod Taylor. Um of course you're not starting Manuel, but that is who's going to be behind center. Um, you can still start Sammy Watkins. He did not practice on Wednesday, but he should be good to go. He's been not practicing on Wednesdays for forever. 
with his in nagging injury, but he, he's fine. It's hard to predict what he's going to be able to do, though, with Manuel throwing him the ball. Manuel's only thrown the ball six times this year in total. Oof, That's I hate not that. super You still feel okay about Sammy with that? When you're going – when you are in week 17 and you have so many elite – um, wide receivers possibly not playing or being extremely limited. I think I'm okay with it. Um, with Sammy Watkins in general, you don't know what you're going to get. Last week he got you 21 fantasy points. The week before that, he got you one fantasy point. So you're kind of shooting for the boom week with him anyways every week, right? So it's risky regardless. Um and usually I would say LaShawn McCoy is a must-start, but he did not practice on Wednesday due to an illness. They sent him home. I think the Bills just may not play him at all this week um, since they are not playing for anything. So keep an eye on what, what's coming out of Buffalo for him. It, it, I mean, it's going to be hard, obviously, to replace McCoy because he's been dominating all season long, but especially the last seven weeks. But, of course, Mike Gillisley is – the backup and has partaked nine or more fantasy points in three out of his last four games, three touchdowns in the last, um, in the last four games. He's already part of the game. He's only owned in like 20% of the links. Go pick him up, please. Ugh, how many times? <laughs> I tell you, go to time out. All right. Uh, Buffalo's defense. <laughs> they started off the year really rough, but. I think they're going to do just fine this week. It's the Jets, people. They give up the most fantasy points to defenses. And Charles Clay yeah. does it again. Yeah. End of the season MVP, I have to say. Because we've been Boom. waiting every week. We're like, is this going to be the week? Is this going to be the week? And they were like, screw Charles Clay. He's the worst. I hate him. But then the last three weeks of the season, uh, he gets – Tons of points. So 85 yards and two touchdowns last week. It's his fourth touchdown in the last three games. And the Jets give up the six most fantasy points to tight ends. So I love him. And he's only owned in 19% of leagues. And I understand a lot of people don't play in week 17. But if you do and he's available, he is so much better than 95% of the options out there. So go play him. All right, the Jets. I mean, you're not playing any Jets. <laughs> So that was easy. Let's just move. Uh, let's be serious. <laughs> I'll I'll do it quick because again, you're not playing any of them. Bryce Preddy, he's got a torn labrum. He's now out on IR. That puts it Ryan Fitzpatrick. We've seen the nightmare that has been the entire Jet season <laughs> under Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, Buffalo has given up the 13th fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks, so that also does not bode well. Therefore, you are not playing any wide receivers as they have also been not productive for you all season long, which leaves us with just the running game. Oh, and I should mention that uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins has a hamstring injury, so he's also not going to play. Kyrie Robinson was placed on IR, because why not? That's another running back that's out of the mix. Bilal Powell, neither Plow or Forte practice Wednesday. It's still a little early to tell if they actually are going to play. Um, but if they don't, that leaves you with Brandon Wilds and Brandon Burks. Woo! Who? Wild Burks. Like I said, you're not playing any of I think of I have that. my Christmas or my Halloween costume for next year. Brandon <laughs> Wilds. I, I Brandon think Wilds. you do. Uh, if Paul does play, you can play him. You know, but... <clears throat> It's not looking good. Not looking good. All right. Chicago Bears, the Minnesota Vikings, the 
Bears. Uh, Brand Ashley just came back from Chicago. She had a Ditka hot dog. Ditka dog. It's, what's what was his motto? The player, loco? the coach, the, the legend. So good. All right. Uh, Jordan Howard continued to help your fantasy team last week. I know this couldn't be a worse matchup, um, but four running backs have had over 11 fantasy points in the last five games. The last time Howard played Minnesota, he had 26.2 in standard scoring. So I say he's a continued must start, Mr. Jordan Howard. And when Alshon Jeffrey plays, you play him, you drafted him. He's your guy. I do have Cameron Meredith ranked higher. He's had over 100 yards in both of the last two games and two touchdowns in the last three games. He is a good wide receiver three, maybe even wide receiver two, depending on your league, flex. I love him. I say get him in your lineup if you can. Um, I know Minnesota gives it the fourth view as fantasy points wide receivers, but again, I have Meredith ranked higher than I do Jeffrey this week. And that's all I have to say about the Bears. Nobody else plays for them. so ap did not practice on wednesday not a surprise sam bradford i mentioned only because he had a fantastic game he was 34 to 50 for 382 yards three touchdowns he lost my fantasy team bradford who beat me what a jerk it was was, from now on it was amazing i only mentioned this because (laughs) chicago gives up the 16th most fantasy points to quarterbacks so bradford could have another great game now, how great? I don't know. Part of that great game was that he was just throwing like crazy to Adam Thielen, who we've discussed every single week, who Brandon played against me, if it makes you feel any better, Courtney. Yeah, I did. And beat me with Thielen, who had like, what, 32 points or something insane. In standard. Standard. In standard. In standard. It was <laughs> outrageous. And I was so anxious. I was like, I talk about him every week. Every week I talk about Thielen. And, of course, Brandon picks him up and plays him against me. Of course. I listen to you. It's respect. I know. Okay. Well. He should have another good week. Chicago <laughs> is a middle of the pack secondary, so he could have another good one. Uh, as we said, 12 catches for 200 yards and two touchdowns. He just, it was an insane game. Um, <laughs> Stephon it Diggs, makes you wonder though, why they weren't using him more at the beginning of the season. Like why, why? I just well, feel like all season long, there were no fantasy points anywhere to be found. None anywhere to be found. And then in week 16, multiple players have over 25 fantasy points. Yeah. It was a week. Bananas. Yeah. But no. some players currently <laughs> fall one point shy. So oh, yeah. Does that too. <laughs> but, uh, well, here's the issue is they were going to Stefan Diggs initially, right? And then there was a little patch there where Charles, Cl- um, excuse me, Charles Johnson and Cordell Patterson were all of a sudden getting about five catches yeah. a game. And now we've got Stefan Diggs who only had four catches for 29 yards. He did have a touchdown, but if he didn't have that touchdown, because this is why I told you, I was like, guys, they, they really aren't going to digs. Again, that's only four catches. Uh, he would have had a, a really bad game for you, but he did get the touchdown. He did not practice Wednesday. I think Thielen is still the guy. Kyle Rudolph, he, again, is someone they always go to. He had six catches for 53 yards last week. It's a tough matchup. Chicago gives up the seventh fewest fantasy points to tight ends, but I think that Rudolph will still be able to pull it out. And, with a position that has been awful and with the fact that we've got IR all over the place, you're playing Kyle Rudolph. It is what it is. Now, in terms of the running backs, you know how I feel about them. I don't really love it. We've got McKinnon, 
who had rushed for 50 yards with 11 carries. He did have 35 yards in the air, but he got Asiata 34 yards on six carries um, for another 30 yards. They're basically dead even. Now, Asiata, he has only scored once in the past four weeks, which is concerning to me because I was always leaning towards him because he at least was the one that got, for the most part, the goal line looks. Um, but Chicago's at the 14th most fantasy points to running backs. So I think if you're desperate, you could play them because there are a lot of people that aren't playing their running backs. We've already mentioned you got to dig a little deep. I'm okay with you playing both of them this week, but I would say to expect basically about seven points. You got to dig a little it's deeper. Standard. Seven points is like, standard. Uh, mm, sorry. Mm. Is that all for you? That's all. That's all for Minnesota. Mm. All right, we'll go to the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Indianapolis Colts. All right, the Jaguars. So they had four players getting double digits points against the Titans. It's got to be the first time this season. So I will go ahead and talk a little bit about them. So this is another great matchup for Blake Bortles. Brandon has him ranked number eleventh. I think that might be a little crazy, but say la vie. A lot of players out there aren't going to be playing the whole game. A lot of players out there are not going to be. You're welcome, Blake Bortles. So I don't know. And listen, this is actually a great storm. This is the great fantasy storm of Week 17. This is the treasure chest of players I think that you can go and pick up and play because these guys are actually fighting for their jobs, right? Very similar to the Cleveland Browns where it's like none of them are like all-stars. So whereas – the Colts are done, but they have their team set up already, right? They're not going to get rid of T.Y. Hilton. They're not going to get rid of Andrew Luck. I mean, that's silliness, right? But the Jacksonville Jaguars are actually trying to keep their job. So I kind of like this team if you're needing somebody to go and pick from. Um, Blake Bortles being one of them. Um, Carr, Roethlisberger, and Mar Mariota all had over 20 fantasy points against the Colts in the last six weeks. And obviously Bortles had more than 20 fantasy points last week. So this is a good, this is a good thing for him. I don't think he's going to catch a pass from, from Marquise Lee this week, but you know, who who knows? It could get crazy. I have Lee and Robinson ranked higher than I have all season, really, since the beginning when Robinson was overranked. Um <laughs> so, it, I mean, it's – I have Lee at 25 and Robinson at 28. So they both fall into my top 30 wide receivers. Again, I think they're fighting for their life. Marquise Lee's actually been very good as of late um, in that wide receiver three flex spot. So I feel really confident about him. Allen Robinson finally had a decent job game. Tomorrow. He had a good game last week, but he could lose his job tomorrow. You know, that's a real possibility. So – um, he could have a big game and do well for his coaches, but he could also just do what he's been doing for the whole season. You have to risk that. Um, Chris Ivory is listed as questionable as limited in practice on Wednesday after having his biggest game of the year, um, which is still, you know, Not huge, but it was, it was good enough. So hopefully they're just resting him because they're going to need him. TJ Yeldon is on IR. So Chris Ivory, all they got. And if you're, really desperate. Denard Robinson might be on your waiver wire. Um, that's really, really, really desperate, but he is a freak. He is a freakish act, um, athlete. If they knew how to use him properly, I think he could be very helpful to a football team. So I'm actually hoping they get rid of Denard Robinson and he can find a team and he can actually do something for. 
and that's it. The Colts. Completely out of playoff contention, but don't count out Frank Gore. He only needs 36 rushing yards for his ninth career 1,000 rushing yard season. Yeah. It's the fifth most in NFL history. Wow. But Chuck Pagano already said that they're not going to sit their starters. They'll they'll get him there, guys. And They better. And then some. And then Remember some. when you laughed at me when I said he's going to be a Hall of Famer? I did. <laughs> <laughs> the silence. The awkward silence. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Listen, I'm, he's he is going to be whatever he's going to be. All respect for <laughs> all respect. Hopefully, the fifth most in the NFL for rushing. Fifth yards. most that, that should land you in the Hall of Fame. I'm just it saying. Should. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll see. Carry on. All right, I'm also starting Andrew Luck because <laughs> I don't think they want to lose to the Jaguars. I think they'll play him all the way through. Uh, and always with T.Y. Hilton for me. Always. Over 100 yards last in three of his last four games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what only red flag is going to be Dante Moncrief with a shoulder and hamstring injury. Kept him out of practice on Wednesday. Keeps wearing him down. No, thank you. Turbin caught a touchdown last week for Courtney. I guess it wasn't <laughs> enough, but I thought of you. Uh, that is his fifth touchdown player. since week 10. Not too shabby. Interesting flex play this week in a weird week 17 against the Jaguars. Yeah, because they might not play Frank the whole game. There's really no need to play him the whole game. So, yeah, he might see it, and he has been productive. Yep. All right, the New England Patriots and the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins. The Patriots won their division by a mile, but the problem is they actually have not secured the number one seed yet. They need to win to secure home advantage. If they lose and the Raiders beat the Broncos, then the Pats are actually the number two seed. Now, they'd be number two to a Raiders without Derek Carr, so, you know, may not be that big of a deal. But still, playing in Denver is what lost them last year. Uh, once Denver got that home field advantage, it was uphill for them. But Belichick doesn't want to make that mistake again. So they are going to at least start them at the top. Now, it could be like last week's game against the Jets where they're just killing them and they just pull them halfway through anyway because they're like, whatever, this game's over. That's a possibility, but you're still going to get quite a few points. Brady uh, did get pulled, as I said last week, but he still was a super solid play. Um, he completed 17 passes for 214 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, that's no Matt Moore who was able to go 236 yards and four touchdowns on only 12 completions. I mean, boom. Who's boom. in the hall of fame now? <laughs> Tom Brady. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tom Brady. Uh, I will say though that he did not practice on Wednesday due to a thigh injury. So I, it would not surprise me if they pulled him, but he's probably gonna throw a couple touchdowns before then. And some of these other guys, may get pulled without throwing any touchdowns. So I still think yeah. you have to start Tom Brady. Uh, you can also play Julian Edelman and Garrett Blunt. Uh, don't start Malcolm Mitchell, though. He didn't practice on Wednesday due to a knee injury. He's been kind of going off and on that injury report. Only four catches over the last two games. They might lightly rest him, so I don't know. Uh, they may also rest Martellus Bennett. He was limited at practice with both a shoulder and ankle injury. And as you know, if you listen to the show, I talk about Martellus Bennett being on the injury report every single week. I don't know why they would push it too far for him either. Uh, they will probably use more Dion Lewis and James White in that case. So they're kind of both interesting dart throws if you need them. And Miami needs to win this game too. So not only Patriots want mm -hmm. to lock up the number one seat and get that home field advantage, but Miami wants to 
win. So this should be a really good game. I'm kind of actually this is one of the better games to be watching this weekend. Um, Jay Jai had a huge game last week with over 200 yards and a touchdown. He did fall hard last week and his list is questionable. He's limited in practice on Wednesday. I think he should be good to go. There's too much on the line for him. Tough matchups. Tough matchup. The Patriots give up the absolute fewest fantasy points to running backs. Only one running back has had double digits in the last four games. I'm still probably rolling the dice, the Jai. I mean, you really don't have that many options this week, and he has been so productive as of late. Um, I have both Landry and Parker outside of my top 35 wide receivers this week. With more throwing the ball against the Pats, they give up the six fewest fantasy points wide receivers, and they both have been very inconsistent. Um, it just doesn't make me feel good. If I, if I was going to go with any of the Dolphins wide receivers, I would go ahead and take that risk on the boom and bust player of Kenny Stills as my wide receiver three or flex guy. He's had a touchdown each of his last three games, eight touchdowns on the season. That's four more than Parker and five more than Landry that we all drafted too high. So, I mean, I didn't because I hate the Dolphins. But, um, but yeah, so Kenny Stills is the guy in Miami. It's been a while uh, that he's been the number one dude. So go ahead, and, and if you're going to roll the dice with any of them, make it Kenny Stills. Everyone else is on the bench, clearly. Um, can't believe they're even making the playoffs. Kansas City Chiefs against the San Diego Chargers. So Jamal Charles was not activated from the IR list. Um, so his season is over, just as a quick reminder for you. Uh, Spencer, where he did suffer a rib injury, the team may decide to be a little bit, you know, cautious, cautious yeah. when it comes to him and not want to play him again. They've got playoffs locked up. So we're looking at a situation of, will they hold him out because of the rib injury? If that is the case, it will be Charkandrick West who will, take his field that role for him he rushed 14 times for 35 yards you know for a few more yards than 35 off 14 attempts but they were playing the broncos a very stout well actually no you can actually run on the broncos excuse me um and san diego's of the eighth most fantasy points was a slightly better matchup so if you need to and you're desperate go out there if you if you have where make sure that you go do it now anyways yourself. go yeah, get go, go get him now. go you probably already have him at this point in time but you may not have a better option at this point travis kelsey had a heck of a game oh man loving catches over for over 160 again. yards and a touchdown uh Sadia gives up the 15 fewest fantasy points at tight ends but you're not going to concern yourself with this you're playing travis kelsey certainly if we've got a little bit of a dicey running situation on our hands Kelsey will certainly be the, the top uh, person that they target. Tyree Kill, as we mentioned, he played the Broncos, and we were saying Tyree Kill just seems to find a way. He finds a way to get you fantasy points, and he did it again. Six carries, yeah. 95 yards. Granted, 70 yards of that was a touchdown. Um, but, you know, he finds points. That's what he does. San Diego is the ninth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers, but I'm going to tell you again, I don't care. Tyree Kill is going to find a way to score. So if you have him, you need to play him. Jeremy Macklin... I do not want you playing. Even though he says he finally feels like he's back in the swing of things. I guess he has some stuff to deal with both on and off the field, but he's feeling good now. He only had nine yards last week. I mean, he's just been too inconsistent, so don't do not do that to yourself in a playoff. And the Chargers. Chargers. So Phillip Rivers, as we've discussed, he's been okay. He's been okay. So if you need someone to play because you are a Marcus Mario owner out there, 
I'm okay with you picking up Phillip Rivers. He was 24 of 47 attempts for 321 yards and two touchdowns, no interceptions, which I know Brandon always usually talks about. He played about the Browns. The interceptions. You well, stop yeah. your. I know, but we told you that he should do well against Browns. He did, he did well, you know. Kansas City is the worst, but I'm not going to be like points. he's not going to get an interception against the Chiefs because he didn't get one against the Browns. Oh, he'll get one against the Chiefs. Yeah. Okay. Well, then we're on the same page. That's fine. But I'm just saying, you've got Big Ben, you've got Mariota who went out, you've got Derek Carr who's out. There are quarterbacks dropping <laughs> like flies. You tell me you're not going to play Philip Rivers? I may not out of principle. Okay, well, the rest Brandon of us. Brandon didn't take off the Christmas list for Ashley, so we have some tension going on in the room. <laughs> yes, she I did. did. I yes, she did. did. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She's the first gifts I received all on the list. Ew. Which was hilarious. We were opening Christmas gifts with my nephews uh, on my husband's side. And one of the boys opened up a gift that he had circled on his list. He's like, this was on my list. I'm like, that's how I react too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do not deviate list, from people. Ashley's list. Never deviate from my list. <laughs> Just don't do it. It's a bad choice. It's a bad choice. It's anyway, so uh, Tyrell Williams, he had four catches for 64 yards and a touchdown. Again, it was against the Browns, but Kansas he always does well, though. He, he always him. does well. Uh, Kansas City is at the 13th most fantasy points wide receiver, so you should expect him to be able to do well. And if you need to do a dart throw, Travis Benjamin put together two decent weeks in a row here. Uh, the targets are not there, so he's more of a big play guy. He, But he catches generally what is thrown his way, so he's three of four for 75 yards. If you need to throw a dart, I'm okay with you throwing a dart on him. Antonio Gates, 94 yards. He was targeted 13 times. This is Philip Rivers trying to make good on a promise that we said at the beginning of the season that he would get him the record. He has not, as of yet, he's got one more week to break the all-time touchdown record, which currently is held by Tony Gonzalez. He's still got, what, I think two touchdowns to beat it. I don't know if it's going to happen. One to tie, yeah. One to tie, two to beat. Yeah. Gates has he he is technically signed through 2017 due to the two year deal that he signed last offseason. Um, he's 36, he's older, but he says he still feels good and he's still having fun. And he at this point in time expects to come back. I don't want to hear that because that tells me that Philip Rivers may not get him the touchdown. But you know what? <laughs> I played Hunter Henry instead of Gates because they were on the Hunter Henry train. Oh yeah. Oh. Now you got to play Gates because if, if it's at least the last game, you got to play Gates for the fact that this record is potentially out there. Now, the running back situation here is not looking great. Not a big fan. You got Kenneth Farrow, who's put on IR because of his shoulder. Ronnie Hillman came in. He rushed eight times. Uh, it was only for seven yards, so that was not encouraging. Again, that was against Saucy. the Browns. So, eek. So then what do they do? They go pick up. They act. Sorry, they bump up Andre Williams in their practice squad onto the active roster. So we aren't quite sure it's going to be him, but then we got Melvin Gordon who's considered day to day. He says that he will play Sunday. Uh, if he can, uh, he did practice Wednesday. So there's a chance that he will actually play. So you need to the be touching your stupid records. If he plays Gordon, I, yeah, no way agree. Gordon. Gordon wants to play. I don't think they're going to play. That's like playing AJ me. green. It's like at least AJ green's like close to a record. Right. What is the point? So, again, to me, this tells me it's going to be a Gates day because we've got a really poor running game and a wide receiver. They're not going to be able to do anything with the run. But just make sure you're watching. I would say maybe to not play. Even if Melvin Gordon does play, don't play him just because I don't know. 
how healthy he really truly is. I don't. I hope they make don't sure play. to listen to us on Saturday night from nine to eleven Eastern on Fantasy Sports Radio, Series XM. That's right. Well, New, New Year's Eve, done. baby. New Year's Eve. All right, we got the Arizona Cardinals and the Los Angeles Rams. The Cardinals are mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, but you bet that they like how they made it difficult for Seattle to mathematically have home field advantage. So by beating them last week, yep. everyone was like, this isn't going to happen, and then it happened. <laughs> I just love this time of year where there's just spoiler teams, and they just kind of rejoice in it. Yeah. Uh, right now, the Cardinals are focused on getting David Johnson to 100 rushing yards or uh, total yards next week so he can have the record with 16 games straight of 100 or more yards from scrimmage. Come from on. They'll do it. From a rookie. And do you know who's on that list second for year. rookies? Or for second years? Alfred Morris. Yeah, Alfred Morris has had some good times. Which I is just like shocked. I also shocked that he's only been in the league for four years. Awesome. Yeah, that's why it's surprising what's going on with Dallas. But anyway, I know. Anyway, sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. No, you're right though. I mean, be, I, Alfred Morris. If if you got a chance somewhere else, would be very fascinating. Um, they'll probably play Carson Palmer and Larry Fitzgerald because they're on the verge of a speculative retirement. Carson Palmer says he wants to play next year. Larry Fitzgerald says he's going to need time after the season. We haven't really heard from the Cardinals organization as to what they want from those two. So, right. Could be intriguing. JJ Nelson is actually the play of the week, though, along with the obvious David Johnson. Nelson has a touchdown in each of his last four games. And last week he went over 130, he went for 132 yards. Big time, guys. Big time. And this is your weekly update that John Brown isn't practicing due to his sickle cell trait and the complications. Mm. I just hope he gets it you know, some help yeah. over the off season. It's just really sad. Um, and it's a bad matchup for 40 yard a game, Mr. Gresham. So um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do this one. They give the six fewest points to tight ends. Boom. The Los Angeles Rams. All right. Todd Gurley did exactly what we needed from him last week. Thank you. Coming in right at the end. 14.7 fantasy points against San Francisco. This week, though, he goes from the easiest rushing defense to one of the hardest. Arizona gives up the third fewest fantasy points to running backs. I think he still remains that guy that you play in the flex. He gets you about eight fantasy points. So that is Gurley. Kenny Britt is listed as questionable and did not practice on Wednesday. He keeps falling in his fantasy value over the last four weeks. So if he does not play, this could mean a nice game for Tavon Austin. Um, Austin is used in multiple ways, so he's completely inconsistent. You don't know usually what he's going to get, but the fact if Britt is out, should see another additional four targets, I would say, which is good. He could get you two to 11 fantasy points, right? Right somewhere in between there. We're hoping for the 11. Um, Brian Quick will be seeing more targets too. Um, if Britt is out, but I think he's an even riskier play. He's had mm. a total of 5.6 fantasy points with the last three weeks combined. So, not good. really, really bad. And uh, Jared Goff obviously is a no no, but just for fun, you should go check out his numbers. Good times, good times. <laughs> we only have an hour and a half here, but uh, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Oakland Raiders, the Denver Broncos. Tragedy strikes. Ah, oh. the Raiders are fighting for the number one seed with the Patriots, but they're doing it without Derek Carr. Ooh, 
he broke his leg last week. Supposedly his surgery on Tuesday went well. We're wishing the best for him. Get well soon. It was first reported that maybe he could return for the Super Bowl, which there are a lot of assumptions that go before that moment could even be a possibility. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. But now it doesn't even look like that's possible. They're so. just going to amputate his leg so he can just get back on the field faster. Oh my gosh. It's totally fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. <laughs> Assumptions are nuts oh, around here. Yeah, it's really scary. Okay, um, so Matt McGloin is the quarterback moving forward into the playoffs. That guy. This is his only chance <laughs> to start before being a playoff quarterback. So Woo! it's going to be very interesting. Um, sadly, it's going to be up against the Denver Broncos, which is not exactly yeah. the defense you want for a warm-up. But, hey, you got to start somewhere. So there you are. I believe that the Raiders are going to lean on their run game just like they did last week. So go ahead and pick up Jalen Richard uh, and DeAndre Washington. Actually, Washington was one who exploded later, but it ends up that it was actually because Jalen Richard suffered an injury. He didn't. Um, he was limited to practice on Wednesday with a shoulder injury they suffered last week, which actually explains why they went away from him towards the uh, end of the game last week. So, um, listen, he's he has a steady role in this offense. He's touched the ball nine or more times in three of his last four performances. Last time was the first time that Washington got more snaps than Richard in over a month. And last the last time they faced the Broncos, Jalen Richard carried the ball eight times with 62 yards and caught a pass for zero yards. Not exactly impressive, but... You know, still, I mean, I'm sorry, caught two passes, I'm sorry, for an additional 10 yards. And Washington carried the ball 10 times for 35 yards, caught one pass for zero yards. That's what I meant to say. The point is, is that they were highly involved the last time they played the Broncos. They'll be highly involved this time even more so because they have Matt McGloin. And just a quick update, Amari Cooper uh, was limited with that nagging shoulder injury. He seemed okay last week. Um, he... Hasn't scored a touchdown since week 13, though, and he hasn't gone over 100 yards since week 8. He's playing the Broncos, and he has Matt McGloin as his quarterback. Eek. All, all good things. Uh, <laughs> you know, all things, for sure. And then Checking Michael Crabtree was limited to practice with his nagging finger injury. will also play, again, against the Broncos with Matt McGloin. Um, but he is more consistent in bad matchups than Amari Cooper, so... I don't know. I don't know, though, man. It's the Broncos. No, I'm out. It's like the best because I feel like this is the same team playing each other. Amari Cooper, Michael Crabtree, Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders. You know, you never know what you're going to get out of these two wide receivers. It should be fantastic. But you just never know. Now we got McCloin in, and we have Simeon, Sash, Pax, and Lynch, which, I mean, they're not backups, but or Lynch's, but. You know, they're basically backups. Well, yeah. And no running game. So I just, I think it's great. I think it's so much fun. It's going to be a good game. going to be a good game. Well, we have no running game. Oakland does. They Oakland does. Oakland does. But, I, I, yeah, I feel like Broncos they might be able to key on the on the run this week, which is what yeah. I, I'm a little scared of. Um, As for the Broncos, the defense, obviously you're starting them regardless of who they're going up against. Second in fantasy points. 40 sacks in this season. Oakland gives up the second fewest fantasy points to defense, but the good news is Derek Carr is out for them. So Matt McGloin, it is. It should be nice picking off Central City right there. Uh, the Broncos aren't playing for anything more than their jobs as well. Um, Trevor Simeon looks to be the starter, but Paxton Lynch is going to be in the game and get plenty of time is what they say. So you can't start either one of them because it's not like Trevor Simeon is going to go in and get you your 20 fantasy points and get pulled at half like Tom Brady. That's not, that's not what's going to happen. 
Thomas and Sanders have <laughs> have a decent matchup, but how can you trust them with the quarterback situation and the fact that they only had two fantasy points each of them last week? You know, you should feel good if you need them this week, though, because they bo- do both fall into the top 20 fantasy um, wide receivers this year thus far, which is crazy. Yeah, but that's the truth. And they both fall into the top 25 wide receivers this week um, for my rankings. So they're there. All right. And on the bench, obviously, both running backs, Forsett and Booker, fall outside of the top 39 running backs. I only said 39 instead of top 40 because Brent Ashley has Forsett ranked at 40. Um, it's actually mm-hmm. not a bad matchup, but the offensive line is so awful. It's so bad. The play calling is so bad. It's all awful, awful. So uh, in general, you need to look elsewhere for a running back. We have the New York Giants, the Washington Redskins. So you're playing o- Odell Beckham Jr. Obviously, that's not a question. 150 yards last week. He's amazing. You're playing him. Now, Sterling Shepard is someone else that you should be playing. He had 61 yards and a touchdown off seven catches last week, and he's been able to string together some good games. Um, you know, he's had six touchdowns in his last eight games. I will take those odds. I will take them. Now, he doesn't have a super, super high ceiling, but you know what? I will take 12 points, and I won't complain about it. I'll be completely fine with that. So I like him a lot. Washington gives up the 15th fewest fantasy points to wide receivers, which just makes him a middle of the pack. Uh, secondary and he will not be the one who is going to be tailed by norman so you'll be fine you'll be good you don't think that you don't think they're gonna pull obj no word on the street about thus far there's lots of words on the street thus far that they're gonna pull obj and eli manning i mean right isn't that i'd pull him yeah, I don't think I don't. I, I'd pull up. I didn't see any start. note about it when I looked at it, but yeah. did you see a note? About my it? understanding that Eli Manning is definitely going to start because he's like the longest starting it's, it's quarterback will, ever. Yeah. So he's going to start, but I don't think that they're going to. I, I mean, the note keep that your I eye on it. What I but, saw is that McAdoo said that Eli Manning will play the entire game of Week 17, and that even though they're a lock. That's that's what my note oh, okay, says. Good. Uh, well, ben well, McAdoo is a questionable coach. So that doesn't surprise me, but that's idiotic. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I wouldn't play OBJ. I wouldn't play Eli Manning. I mean, I would play Eli Manning just for his record, but I'd take him out. But he says he's going to play the entire game. So I haven't seen anything saying differently as well for OBJ. It's, it's very possible. Maybe as we get closer to the week and maybe he's going to get some heat for the fact that he's going to play them the whole game. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Keep an eye on it, everybody. Yeah. This is but, a, this is the Giants are a dicey one. But Sterling Shepard is someone you can play. He's not their yeah. star. Oh, for sure. So that is definitely a feasible option for you. And I'll take those odds. Um, I was just say, so here's what's dicey is that Eli Manning is someone. So again, Washington's at the 13th most fantasy points quarterback. So it's a decent matchup for Eli Manning. And if you are in a tough quarterback situation, Eli is someone that you can lean on. But as we said, they're one of the few teams that has a complete lock period of their, of their playoff situation. So why they're going to play everybody, I don't know, but they are allegedly. Are you willing to risk that? I don't know. Because, again, to me, why are they playing them? Why? Now, Paul Perkins, another interesting one. 
in terms of the running game has been interesting. He had 15 carries for 68 yards. Um, and then you got Rashad Jennings, who rushed nine times for 44 yards. Not great. Washington's at the third most fantasy points. So I think they both could both have decent weeks. Not great weeks. I never expect greatness out of them. I expect seven points out of them. <laughs> I think that's about what you could get. There you so, go. Good enough. That is All it. right, yeah. the Redskins. Washington has to win this game. And uh, the Lions versus the Packer game cannot end in a tie. Okay. Then Washington's in. If it ends in a tie, then Washington, then Green Bay and the Lions will make the playoffs. It's very weird. We live in a weird world. So uh, either way, they need to win. So they're going to play everybody. So you don't need to worry about that. The real problem is the injuries. So uh, Jordan Reed, you know, is still struggling with that shoulder injury. Um, you know, a lot of people don't think that he's even going to play. That has not been officially announced yet. Um, he is listed as questionable right now. Um, he was limited in Wednesday's practice with that shoulder injury. We've seen this before, and he still didn't play. So um, it's a little bit uh, worrisome. He did play last week, though. Um or I'm sorry, he I mean, he did not. But they, they we, it's been reported that he will play this week. But I don't know, you guys. He's been a decoy before. He, the two games that he did play prior to this, he only had one catch in each and only one target as well for a total of 16 yards within two games. So uh, I actually think this is going to be a Vernon Davis game. If you are someone that wants to get in on the tight end action uh, for Washington, that's actually what I would suggest. Also, Rob Kelly... Um, he has a knee injury right now. Uh, he was limited in practice, but he is practicing. And Deshaun Jackson actually put in a full practice, but he has a jaw injury. Other than that, Pierre Garçon's the man, everybody. Go yeah. out and grab him. You have any doubts? You have anything in the world that you want to do instead? Uh, you're wrong. You need to go get this guy. He has four or more catches in all but two games this entire season. And he's Pierre Garçon. Yeah, Pierre. All right, the Seattle Seahawks and San Francisco 49ers. This has to be game of the week. <laughs> it's definitely imbalanced. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll start with some just bad news. The Tyler Lockett uh, suffered a really nasty, awful. Oh, so sad. sad. Awful leg injury. I mean, his leg was basically snapped in half on TV, breaking both his tibia and his fibula. And he, and he didn't get the touchdown. Brutal. Just brutal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he will need surgery. I thought he got it. I thought he got it. I did too. You're right. Really yeah. I completely even forgot though about that because I was so traumatized. Yeah, it was <laughs> so gross. It was not pretty. It was not pretty. Naturally, he will need surgery. Um, mm. and he'll be out for the rest of the season. So it's unfortunate because he was he was on a hot streak and then he was. You know, you hate when a hot streak gets snapped. Oh, stop. <laughs> See what I did there? Too soon. Oh gosh, too, too soon. With you. <laughs> I have no filter, Brandon. I'll <laughs> <laughs> awesome. uh, do another injured player, Thomas Rolls. Uh, he had a shoulder injury last week, which is not great. Um, it's allegedly a bruised shoulder, according to Coach Pete Carroll. Uh, they are not sure if he's going to be available this week which is not good. Alex Collins did come in for him. So seven, he rushed seven times for 28 yards, uh, another almost just shy of 20 yards on four catches. Now they aren't going to be leaning on him though. It doesn't seem like as they had Steven Ridley, Jonas Gray, 
LaMichael James, Dominique Williams, and Dan Heron work out on Tuesday. So are they bringing somebody else in? Is that, How is this going to all play into the mix? It's unfortunate because San Francisco gives up the absolute most fantasy points to running backs. So this was the week you were looking for, and now we got a problem on our hands. So mm. make sure you are listening to injury reports all the way up to the date to see if Rawls will play. Uh, I don't know how likely it is, and if so, I've got a feeling it probably will still be Alex Collins, but you should hopefully not be betting on Alex Collins for your fantasy team. I would go get Alfred Blue instead. It's just a much better option. Russell Wilson, he's somebody that you should be playing. He's fantastic. 350 yards and four touchdowns. I will take that. I think he should have not exactly that week this week, but he'll have another good week. So you're playing Russell Wilson. Um, Doug Baldwin had 170 yards, a heck of a game. Um, he has 92 catches thus far this season, and he only needs three more to set the single season record for the Seattle Seahawks. So will he play the whole time? I don't know. He will certainly play at least three catches worth, though. Yes. So... Go. Just gotta hope they're at least long enough bombs and not some checkdowns to get you some points. But if the fact that we got Lockett out, they need, you know, they've only got so many players on the team, they're probably have to play him. Jimmy Graham had two catches, 43 yards, and a touchdown. San Francisco is up the 13th fewest fantasy points, but it's Jimmy Graham. I think that he will be utilized in this game. Um, yeah, but Paul Richardson is my sleeper on this team. He actually, when Lockett went down, had four catches, 42 yards, and a touchdown. I He's a speedster. I've always liked him. I think he's someone that if you are super desperate, uh, or maybe you're playing a little fan duel. He's, he's Colorado boy. Play. He's a Colorado, Colorado boy. I agree. I agree with that one. I like it. He's an interesting play. So I like him a lot. Not a whole lot of interesting players on San Francisco, though. Nope. Carlos, hi, because all I do is talk about Debbie Downer. He was placed on IR as oh. well. Mm. Yep. Torn MCL, very, very sad. Sean Tron, though, he rushed 10 times for 17 yards. Not great. Uh, but he <laughs> did have six catches for 48 yards. So he will be the guy that is filling in for Carlos Hyde. Not a great matchup. Seattle is of the six fewest fantasy points to running back, so you should be looking elsewhere. But if you need to, and Good you're desperate, PPR Sean Tron is your guy. Yeah, PPR is, is a decent option. So uh, he's more than likely out there for you. Colin Kaepernick, so tough matchup against yeah, all of our touchdowns against Seattle. Fifth fewest points at quarterback, so what Seattle does. Colin Kaepernick was 28 for 38 for 266 yards with two touchdowns. He's a decent flex if you need to play a quarterback because your guy is hurt or will not be playing. He only has two receivers to throw to, which is Rod Streeter, Courtney's boy, and Jeremy Curley. Rod Streeter! Yeah, both good for six points <laughs> if you Big need time. that. Big time Streeter. That is uh, that is you all he's Jerome good Pryor? for. I have she is straighter. <laughs> so got to be pretty desperate if you ever put it in a bunch of 49ers into your lineup in the championship. You, you are seriously desperate. Don't do it. Seriously yourself. desperate. All right. New Orleans Saints, the Atlanta Falcons. All right, all right, all right. The Saints are not in playoff contention, but they don't want to let the Falcons waltz into the number two seed. They haven't heard any. We haven't heard anything about them sitting any starters. So this is an interestingly good matchup for the Saints offense. Most people think that this is the big game to target this week in terms of fantasy points. We often get let down by that big game, so I'm a little bit nervous. Uh, Courtney thinks it might be that Jags indie game. So I don't well, know everybody's already all these players are already owned. 
You can't you True. can't pick up the Saints off the waiver wire. They're already owned. You can pick the Jaguars off the waiver wire. That's no. what I'm saying. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I will say, though, that Mark Ingram is only 60 yards away from his first 1,000 rushing yards season. The team says that it's incredibly important for him to get that. They did, however, <laughs> so though, they didn't give him the bonus? steal the $100,000 right. yeah, from that touchdown. So <laughs> I don't know if this is them trying to play nice again, but did you notice last week he was like, no, I'm not going out. He stayed in for those goal line carries and got two rushing touchdowns. I was like, you go, Mark Ingram. You prove your point. I like it. Right. So uh, both Cooks and Thomas had 98 yards exactly last week. Both are must starts always. You could maybe even take some flying chances with Willie Sneed and Kobe Fleener. I mean, you know what's going to happen with them. They're going to get you two points or maybe 10, but that's about it. And then the Atlanta Falcons, right? Falcons. Me. Surprise. The Falcons have to play their heart out this week because they can be the number two seed in the NFC if they win or Seattle and Detroit lose. So, um, yeah, it's not quite win and they're the number two seed, but it's pretty darn close. Now, they want home field advantage, so you can play everyone. Taylor Gabriel, though, hurt his shoulder and foot last week, did not practice on Wednesday, was disappointing because of that, so – I would pause on him. Devontae Freeman is just 17 yards uh, shy from his cons- uh, two consecutive 1,000-yard seasons. Uh, he'll They'll get them that, absolutely. He rushed for 152 yards against uh, New Orleans in week three. But that was also the week, remember, that he did 152 yards and Tevin freaking Coleman went in for three yeah. touchdowns? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tevin Coleman. Could be that again. Where he sleeps Coleman, the night. Right? Terrifying. Terrifying. He must mm-hmm. live in fear. Mm-hmm. Not just from us, but from Devontae Freeman. Freeman. I was going to say Freeman. Yeah. I, bet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, remember after that game, everyone was tweeting at us like, I think I hate this guy. We were like, I know. Sorry. Yeah. He's the worst. I bet I bet uh, Freeman has like one of those little peeping holes, you know, so you like to always keep an eye on Coleman when he sleeps. That's <laughs> Not creepy at all. I'm just stalking you. Watching you. Um. Uh, they are hopeful that Austin Hooper will be back uh, in week 17, but he's not practicing as a sprained MCL. I don't know about that. So, Aldrick Robinson, though, I still think is the sleeper of the week. Julio Jones continues to deal with that toe injury. Um, last week was a bummer for people that took a flyer on Robinson, but I, I would actually consider it this week. Um, you know, there are worse options in week 17. And here's my other thing about week 17. Yeah. This is the week that if you have – kind of that guy that you don't think really got that chance from your home team because you listen to your local radio station or whatever else. Like for instance, uh, as a Denver Broncos fan, I think there's a possibility that Cody Latimer gets a lot of looks just because they need to figure out what they have with this guy. You know, if if you have a hunch on some guy as a random, try it out. In your championship game? And week 17, it's the random people that are scoring points because they start sitting people and they want to try out new talent and yada, yada, yada. Only on bad teams or teams that aren't locked up. Because Courtney's going to go talk about a team where everybody's going to play. Of course. The Sunday night game, of course. But I think think one of these, like, random nothing-to-play-for teams, if you have a flyer, it may actually win you your league. I like that, Brandon. I'll give you a couple flyers right here with the Green Bay Packers and Detroit Lions. There's this guy named Aaron Rodgers on the Packers. You can risk your championship playing that guy, I guess. 
A decent game last week. He had Maybe. about 347 yards, four touchdowns. You know, enough. Uh, sixth game in a row without throwing an interception. Impressive, Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. We have him number one. He should be number one. Now he faces the Lions that give up the sixth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. He appears fully healthy. I'm loving this. And this game means a lot to both teams, which is exactly what we want when we have to play in week 17. Yep. Like, oh, please make me have drafted players. And if you drafted a Green Bay Packer, you were very happy right now. Jordy Nelson was a big reason why you either won or lost your week 16. That's for sure. I know he made me lose 154 yards and two touchdowns. Mm. Must start. Devontae <laughs> Adams had 44 yards and a touchdown last week. But before you start him, I do want to say he is a guy that goes good game, bad games for the last seven weeks. So this is supposed to be a bad game. I would probably still risk it with all the crap we've been telling you about the last hour. I mean, the upside is there, clearly. We're, he, the ceiling is high. Um Mason Crosby, we have him ranked in the top 10 kickers. Ty Montgomery may also be a guy that made you win or lose your week 16 in not the same kind of way. No, 40 total yards. Uh, I think they're going to use him more this week. Um, I do. Again, that Devontae Adams, one game on, one game off kind of thing. I think usually when he's off, that's when Ty Montgomery sees a lot more targets and they use them in a lot of different ways. Um, so I think that they will use him more. It is a very risky play. Um, really he's only had two good games. So you're just really hoping for that kind of guy. He's no more than a flex for me. Um, Detroit gives up the seventh fewest fantasy points to running backs and the 17th most to wide receivers. And I say both because you can put him in both and a lot of leagues. Jared Cook, we have him ranked number 13. I can't imagine Jared Cook helping you win your championship, but you never know. The Lions do give up the third most fantasy points to tight ends, including nine to Jason Witten last week. So it's possible he could get you seven, which might be a lot better than other tight ends in the league this week. The Lions. The Detroit Lions, they must win this game. And not, uh, t- then they win the division. Uh, but also to be in the playoffs at all if Washington beats the Giants. So it's kind of dramatic. And they'll know by the time they go into Sunday what the deal is with Washington. So it'll be very interesting. Everyone's going to start. Everyone's going to play the whole game. That's the good news. Uh, fire up Tate. At least six catches in his last four straight games. It's great. Uh, Horrible beginning of the season. Again, he was hurt, and now he's fine. Uh, Fire Bolden with the hopes that he scores a touchdown. Green Bay has allowed 24 touchdowns to wide receivers. That is the absolute most in the league. It's pretty crazy. Um, And it's a stretch, though, for me to say to start Marvin Jones. No touchdowns since week six. Hasn't got over 67 yards since week seven. But this would be the time. It is a good matchup. Eric Ebron caught eight passes for 93 yards last week. PPR, whoa, super stud. But even in standard scoring, that's great. Zach Zenner got a lot of love last week and is a great pickup for week 17. Holy mackerel, 12 carries for 62 yards, two (laughs) touchdowns, two passes for 25 yards. But Theo Riddick might come back, which throws a wrench into it. 
Also, they went away from Zach Center in the second half because they were behind, which could happen with Green Bay as well. So, uh, you know, stuff. You would have loved to have played Zach Center last week, even with them pulling him towards the end of the game. So he's he's someone to consider for sure. Yeah. I'm okay if you get me 15 fantasy points and then pull the guy, as long as you're not Ezekiel Elliott. Sorry, <laughs> sorry Uncle Tim. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, that's it for us, you guys. Week 17. Oh, the worst week to have a championship. I wish you all the best of luck. May all of your players play all four quarters. Even that is an accomplishment in itself in week 17. Make sure to listen to us on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday night. We will get you the the most recent updates for you to be able to set your lineup. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB with your questions, concerns, want to complain, all those fun things. We're there for you. Twitter's a good time. Um, until next week, you guys, we will be back next week. I just want to tell you that. We'll do a recap show, and then we'll be going month, um, one show every month. Um, but we will be back next week to recap favorite moments, all that good stuff, favorite players, worst players, Alan Robinson, all those good things. So we'll get there. But until then, you guys, no more faking it.